Report recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. Here's your chance to advance. Get in your stance, and he'll shoot the holster off your cowboy pants. He's your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrifice to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, this week, I think it's going to get a bunch better because we have a fun feature ahead of us. We are going to take a look at the uh, top five films of 2015. And besides that, hey, check it out. Here's my buddy Iceberg. Yo, Iceberg, what's cracking, homie? Yo, money. Not much, just the same old boring stuff. Nada. You got nothing. I mean, dude, you really shut me down on these improvs. I throw it to you, and you just give me... I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. What is the deal with that? What am I supposed to say here anyway, Dunn? You're supposed to say something funny, or at least something positive, so that we can keep going with the deal. Not a... Uh, I don't know, which just shuts it down altogether. Do you, do, you, do you get it? Do you get the rules of improv? Just let me play my song. Whatevs, dude. Just do your thing. All right, take it away, Iceberg. Yo, this goes out to my boy Grand Morph Tarkin and all the hummies we lost on the Death Star. Let me pour some out for those fools. T-R-O-Y, my dudes. Everything I do is gonna be fun. Wait, what are you looking for under a tombstone in broad daylight? My ghoul friend. Well, you must enjoy looking around for a real nothing broad. She's the ghost in the invisible bikini. Herbie, I know you're broad-minded, but this is ridiculous. And you should see her since she traded her bedsheet for a bikini. Harvey Lembeck and Jesse White with Nancy Sinatra and guest stars Basil Rathbone, Boris Karloff, and Susan Hart in The Ghost in the Invisible Bikini in Pave Color and Panavision. Now you would have to get commercial. Now you scared her away. <laughs> this is the Toys R Us report. You want a haircut? Keep messing around and get your whole crew cut. Hmm, uh, that's pretty violent. I don't, uh, I think she's saying she's gonna stab everybody in your posse, but at any rate, I got Star Wars on the mind. I think the whole world has Star Wars on the mind. When I was at the grocery store, I bought, uh, like I do almost every week, I bought a bag of oranges and I bought a bag of apples, and the, uh, bag of oranges had BB-8 on it, and the bag of apples had various Star Wars characters, including, uh, Kylo Ren, so I was eating, uh, Sith apples. It was very weird, very weird time, but Star Wars is on the tip of the tongue of everybody, but by the time this comes out... I'm not going to say anybody's sick of Star Wars, but it might be to the point where you've heard enough, and I can I can understand it. There's only so much that you can hear about something, even though it might be something you love. But there is one thing in Star Wars I wanted to touch upon. I wanted to talk about, uh, not even talk about it as much as I just want to play what was my favorite line from the entire movie. So here we go. I'm going to cue it up, and one, two, and a three. Beep, beep. 
there it is right there. I just love how forceful her voice sounds. I just love the way she's like, and I love that she's shouting orders at a robot. I wish that was something I could get a bit more of around here. You know what I'm saying? When I go to the movies, there's nothing I like more than stories about heroics. And there is just something about a female action hero. A female sci-fi fantasy action hero. I don't know, just as far as being a hero, a girl automatically has some disadvantages. And those disadvantages are when a male is an action hero, they are usually like a Dwayne The Rock Johnson scaling in at like six foot four, two 260 pounds. And then you got Daisy Ridley in Star Wars, and she's what, like 5'6", 110 pounds. So she's right off the bat at a disadvantage in the action world. So when a girl character in a movie shows great courage and fortitude... They are actually, in my opinion, showing more courage and fortitude than a male character. And, I don't know, man, there's just something about the way her voice sounds. Uh, she, it's just so forceful. So forceful here. Let's hear it one more time. BBA, hold on! How about one more time? I don't know, my dudes. Every time I hear it, it brings a smile to my face. And then I imagine how BB-8 was using those weird uh, things coming out of his body to actually hold on to the ship so he wasn't, like, rolling around all the time. It's cool. Cool in so many ways. So one more time, and then, then we'll be out of here. We'll be moving on to uh, At The Movies. BB-8, hold on! <laughs> In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? From the director of Kill Bill and Django Unchained, come seven strangers and one... Good way to get yourself dead. They got a secret. One of y'all ain't who you say they is. But they didn't count. Do you know who he is? On him. Starting to see pictures, ain't you? He'll kill everybody in here. Shoot them, stab them, burn them. I never bring him in alive. Never. Never, ever. The Hateful Eight, rated R, December 31st. The Hateful Eight is Quentin Tarantino's eighth movie, and if you are a fan of Quentin Tarantino movies, you will certainly like this movie. It is terrific. Now, it's a bit long. It's uh, something like three hours and 20 minutes, but it doesn't play long because... There is all sorts of interesting things happening at all times, so it just really moves along. If I had to say it starred anybody, I would say that it stars Samuel Jackson, but I think the standout performance in the movie was Jennifer Jason Lee. The movie is a whodunit. It's a western. Um, it starts off with Kurt Russell as a bounty hunter having captured Jennifer Jason Lee, but they get stranded in a blizzard with a bunch of other bounty hunters, Civil War veterans, and odd characters, and one of the people is not who they seem. Um, it could be that there is a plot to break Jennifer Jason Lee out. I guess that's it. It's really hard to sum up a three-hour movie in one line, but I guess that's about it. It's, uh... It's a bunch of people stuck in a room. There's tension. It's just, I don't know, man. I i enjoyed it. It is, it's very violent. I think that that goes without saying if you're going to go see a Quentin Tarantino flick, you're going to see a bunch of blood and there is blood. By the end of the movie, the cabin that they are in is just, it's painted red. <laughs> it is painted red with the blood of its previous inhabitants. First movie that I have seen of 2016 and, um, ooh, it's going to be hard to top this one. I had a good time with it. I've always been a fan of Jennifer Jason Lee, so it was nice to see her back in, you know, a mainstream movie. I guess I looked her up on Wikipedia to see what she'd been up to, and she'd been making movies steadily. 
indie movies, interesting things, but it's nice to see her back in the mainstream like this, and, uh, to see her be one of the focal points of the movie is cool, too, but, um, man, over the course of it, over the course of the joint, they beat the heck out of her, so if that's something that offends you, and it probably should, but if it is something that really bugs you, you might want to be aware that that is the case, uh, I was thinking about this, too. This might have been interesting. Imagine an alternate universe, and I know the character had not even been invented yet, but imagine an alternate universe where you have a Batman flick with um, Michael Keaton as Batman, Jack Nick as the Joker, and then you throw Jennifer Jason Lee in there as Harley Quinn. I think she could do a really nice spin on it. Um, she does crazy very well, and she does a interesting crazy that is... It's more scary than it is funny crazy, sort of how Jack Nick was doing with his thing. So, it might have been interesting to see the two of them uh, interplay off those characters. I would see her as a kind of a pill-popping Harley Quinn. I, I think about this. You think the Joker does drugs? I imagine he does. He seems like... He seems like he might be popping pills to get his jollies and just, you know, to keep his... Uh, to keep his crazy up at max potential. But, um, back to Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight's great. Uh, you go see it right now. You really gotta, uh, check out a big chunk of your day for it, though. You really gotta separate a piece. We had to go see it at, I think we were at a 10.30 showing, just so that we could be here when, um, 2.0 got out of school. It's, it's a commitment, but it's a commitment definitely worth making. Uh, Hateful Eight, 10 thumbs up. Best movie I've seen so far this year. Scarecrow and Mrs. King will not be seen tonight, but we'll return next week at this time. Dicey Robots Top 5 Movies of 2015 I go to the movies a lot. I go to the movies two, sometimes three times a week, at least once every week. I'm just a movie-going dude, man. I love the experience of the cinema. I like sitting there. I like eating uh, M&Ms. I just I enjoy the whole thing. When I go to the movies, what I'm looking for is a good time. So the I See Robots top five movies of the year are all movies that I saw that I really enjoyed. I'm not the kind of dude who wants to go and see something that makes him feel weird. I don't really want to think too much. I want to see some heroes. I want to see some action. I want to see some spaceships, robots, things blowing up. And this uh, list ahead of us is going to illustrate that. So without further ado, let's move into the Icy Robots top five movies of 2015, here is, here is a TV spot for movie number five. Number five. I have lived long enough to see the same eyes in different people. I see your eyes. I know your eyes. Star Wars The Force Awakens 
the number five movie I saw this year was Star Wars The Force Awakens. Why only number five? I don't know, because while it was good, it was completely derivative of the first Star Wars movie, New Hope, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's not, it's not, um, it's not an original story, and as good as it is, I did have to detract a bit, a bit in the ratings because of that. But if you asked me, if you had not seen anything and you said, I am only going to see one movie this year, what should I see? I would say see Star Wars. It's a, a cultural touchstone. It's a giant thing. And on top of that, it's fun. It's a good movie. There is, there's nothing wrong with it at all except for the fact that I have seen the Rebellion fight the Death Star, what, like three, four times now? And as cool as it is, it's a bit played out. Now, don't get me wrong, dude. Uh, you might be thinking that, like, being fifth is not awesome, but it is. Because I've seen, I don't know, man, like 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 movies this year. And being in the top five is pretty good. You also might be thinking... Hey, dude, Star Wars just came out the other day. I'm sure you had this list planned out ahead of time. What was the previous number five movie that got bumped? Well, I'll tell you. It was Ex Machina, which I thought was fantastic. I thought it was original. I thought it was smart. There are some great performances. But if you say, hey, man, what movie should I go see? Ex Machina or Star Wars? I'm going to have to say you got to see Star Wars. This is the way it is, man. It's just the truth of the universe. So with all that said about the Star Wars... Let's move into movie number four. Number four. A war is coming to us. Remember Owen Shaw? This is his brother. The sons of London have followed us home. What's the plan, Don? This time it ain't just about being fast. Now we're talking. You do whatever it is you gotta do. Woo! When you find him, just do me one favor. What's that? Don't miss. Any other year, this could have been number one. And I gotta be honest, I considered making Fast and Furious number one because, oh my god, this movie is so great. If you have not seen it right now, you gotta go see it. It has The Rock. It has Jason Statham. It has Vin Dees. It has Paul Walk. It has Paul Walk's final performance. This is just an emotional ride, man. This is, this is a movie for, uh... For people who like to have a good, awesome time at the movie, man. If every movie was like this, you'd only be able to see one or two movies a year because you would just be uh, trying to dump the adrenaline for the entire rest of the time. I, I just, I cannot say enough good things about this movie. It had ridiculous stunts. It had hot chicks. It had cool guys, cool cars, just exotic locations. It's everything. It's just everything you could ever want into a movie rolled into one. There's a scene... Where they, um, they're in a skyscraper and they, uh, the car leaps from one building to another. It's just, it's amazing. There is a fight scene between Tony Jaw and Paul Walker in a bus that, it's amazing. It's an amazing fight. The bus is going off the side of a cliff and they're trying to fight their way out while battling each other. It's just great. Just great stuff. And the fact that, uh, Paul Walk passed away during the filming and you have this, this tearful farewell. You will be excited, you'll be pumped up, and then the next thing you know, you'll be crying like a girl. I cannot recommend this movie highly enough. And with all that said, let's move on to the next one in the list. Number three. You're not built 
for this. People die in the ring. Your daddy died in the ring. Can the kid fight as well as the old man? This kid's been no way. He's never faced nobody. I want you to train me. You do this, you're going into a storm. I got angels all around me, yeah, yeah. I got love all around me, yeah, yeah. You pick him. You pick who's next. Who knew I would take it to a hard nothing to Ready PG-13 in theaters Thanksgiving. I know you dudes are probably looking back and you're like, hey man, you said you didn't like Star Wars because it was derivative and then the next couple movies are remakes or uh, whatever, but just deal with it, dude, because these movies are great. Creed was great. Creed is just uh, another emotional movie. It's uh, the story of Apollo Creed's son, Adonis Donnie Creed, and his foray into the world of boxing. People doubt him because they think he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. People doubt him. They think he doesn't have what it takes, but he does. And where where he finds uh, his internal strength is through The Rock, Rocky Balboa. He goes out there and he finds his father's greatest adversary, Rocky Balboa, and convinces him to be his trainer. And together... Together, they find the path to success. It's just a great, great movie. It stars Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. And I swear to you, Stallone puts on such a performance in this. The dude messed around, and he's going to go and win an Oscar. He's already, I believe, got a Golden Globe nomination. And I bet you, I bet you he is going to get the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for what he does in Creed. During the course of the film, Rocky comes down with cancer, and you see you see this once vital man just kind of decline and decline, and Stallone plays it. He plays it with such courage and subtlety. It's just fantastic. And Stallone's not the only one that's fantastic in it. Michael B. Jordan could very well continue on as Creed for all eternity, for all I care. He really, really, really brings something to this character. Dude's a great actor. Uh, I don't know, man. Even though he was in Fantastic Four and a lot of dudes bag on it, I'm going to say dude's never been in a bad movie because Fantastic Four was not as bad as some people say. And the bro is from um, Friday Night Lights, which is one of the dopest shows of all the time. So Michael B. Jordan, dude, you get a big Icy Robots 10 thumbs up. But if you haven't seen Creed, just rush out and see it right now. I bet you... I bet you it's going to be out on disc soon, so you might be able to wait and see it in that format, but I, I just, I cannot recommend this Lee, high, highly enough. I mean, I know you've seen every Rocky movie out there, and you might think it's a bit played out, but they, they bring it back in a big way. They take it back to the roots of the original Rocky. It kind of has, like, I'm not going to say an indie film feel, but it has... It doesn't have the, a feel of like a Rocky Five or a Rocky Four or any of those things. This is like a personal story, a personal movie about about two dudes who become friends and about a guy's uh, attempt to get out of his father's shadow. And I don't know, man. It's something we can all relate to. Just a great, great movie with a bunch of great performances. Creed, ISR, 10 thumbs up. And let's move on. Let's see what I liked a bit better than this fantastic movie. Number two. The toilet seat up. What is it, woman? What? He's making that stupid face again. Come on, let's go. They lift you up. Isn't this fun? No. Atta girl. When you're down. This is madness. And when things heat up, they keep their cool. Brain freeze! Let's scream that curse word we know. It's a good one. Disney Pixar's Inside Out, June 19th in 3D. Rated PG. 
Inside Out is tremendous. Inside Out is a fantastic film. It might be Pixar's best movie, which is really saying something because Pixar has never released a clunk. They've never clunked once. Everything they do is great. And to be on top of a list of movies that are all great makes you just super great. And Inside Out does qualify for the title of super great. It's a very emotional film. Man, if this one doesn't bring a tear to your eye, you might be a robot like our boy Iceberg 13. I went to see it with him and he just, he wasn't feeling it because the idea of emotions was just something he couldn't even fathom. Uh, he might not have been the best person to accompany me on this one. Um, I will admit it. I will admit it. Inside Out. Inside Out made me cry. I am not, I'm not too big of a man to admit that a movie can bring out emotions in me. That's what I go for. You know, you want to feel something. Right? I mean, every once in a while, what you're going to feel is sad. I'm sure that you know this already, but Inside Out is the story of a girl who moves from, I believe it's Minnesota, to San Francisco, California. And you follow her as she goes through all, you know, all the turmoil that one would go through in just being uprooted from everything you know and being placed into somewhere completely different. And the way that they show you what's going on is it's, it's Herman's Head style. It's like that uh, Fox show, Herman's Head. You know, they're all up inside of her nugget showing you her different emotions uh, by portraying them as characters. You got Amy Poehler as her emotion joy and you have Phyllis Smith Meredith from The Office as her sadness. Then you got Mindy Kaling also from The Office as her disgust. Bill Hader's her fear. Louis Black is her anger. You get the idea. Just straight up Herman's head style. And um, I don't know, dudes, if you haven't seen this, you really should go check it out. This is, this should get bumped to the top of the list. In any other year, this might have been the best movie I've seen. It provides everything that you want out of a movie experience. It's fun. There is a lot to learn from. You get some emotions. You get a lot of laughs. Don't think this is all just a sad thing. You get a lot of laughs in this movie. It's um, it's Pixar. When you go see a Pixar movie, you know what to expect. It's going to be a very tight script. It's going to be ding, 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 ding. Before you know it, it's over, and it just fulfills everything that you will want. It's not too long. It's not too short. Pixar can make a very well-crafted movie. And, uh, oh snap, there is a short before the movie. Pixar always includes a short, and this one is, this one lives up to other famous Pixar shorts, like that one with the umbrella and the one with the dog. Just, it's great. It's about a volcano that is in love with a nearby island. It has, like, a Hawaiian vibe to it. There's ukulele music, and my dudes, this one is emotional too. You might cry during Volcano. You could very well. I feel like I almost did. That's really, that's really something. When you go see a movie, and it actually can bring a tear to your eye. That's just, that's worth the price of admission. And dudes, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with crying during a movie. It just means that you have normal feelings, that you're a normal person. I got to admit, it happens more often than I would like to say uh, that it does. You know, one time that almost brought a tear out of my uh, out of my eye was in Martian when Matt Damon is Iron Manning through space and... Uh, Jessica Chastain finally gets her arms around him, and I'm just like, oh my god, he's safe. You know he's gonna be safe the whole time along. It's a movie, but, oh, when she finally grabbed him, I, I, I almost lost it. Uh, at any rate, um, <laughs> Inside Out is great. Inside Out is a great movie, and we're gonna move into what was the best film I saw in all of 2015. All right, here we go. And finally, number one. Our boy, I see robot's favorite movie of the year. Let's go.
As the world fell, each of us in our own way was broken. It was hard to know who was more crazy. Me or everyone else. Mad Max Fury Road, rated R, May 15. Mad Max Fury Road is one of the best movies that I have ever seen in my life. I mean that. It is one of the best movies I have ever seen in my entire life. It is an amazing spectacle. It is a gigantic production with amazing costumes, amazing vehicles, amazing sets. Just everything about this movie is is just awe-inspiring. And from what I understand... They use very uh, little visual effects during the movie. I think what I heard is there are no CGI effects except for the one scene where there's just like that giant windstorm that comes in. Um, they added that in there, and I believe they they colored some things to make things look a bit redder, a bit grosser, a bit more uh, post-apocalyptic. Director George Miller has created a world here that just... It defies description. There's just so many bananas things going on at the same time that you have to see it to believe it. One thing that I do remember when I went, uh, we, we went to check this out, the the audience was packed. It was really fun. We had a really good time. Um, and while we were walking out, there was an older woman, not an old, old lady, but an older than me woman. And I'm old. Uh, she was like, that is the worst piece of crap I have ever seen in my life. And I remember thinking, that is so interesting that I'm leaving thinking that's one of the best pieces of crap I've ever seen in my life. And there's somebody that was in there with me and saw it at the same time, had the same experience as me, but they thought this was the worst piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. Just, I don't know, man, perspective goes to show you that People have a different perspective than you, but, um, this movie, dude, there's just nothing like this movie, and the fact that they did it all real and raw is just even better, and you get some great acting performances as well. I'm sorry that I'm overusing the word great, but a lot of these things just are that, and Charlize Theron, the lovely, beautiful, great Charlize Theron, sorry to say it again, but, um... She delivers a performance here that is unlike anything she has ever done. She has a shaved head with a motor oil on her face, it looks like, and she's one-armed. Um, and she's bad to the bone. She's in there fighting Tom Hardy. She's fighting dudes. She's killing dudes. It's great. And Tom Hardy, this guy always comes through, too. And he he's practically, I don't know, he might have like 30 or 40 words in the whole movie. And his... Um, just the way that he does his thing is great, man. I, I'm sorry to say it again, but there, you know, this is this is going to be an all-time milestone in action movies. And I I think that when Oscar time comes around, this movie actually has a chance to get a nomination. And I think that it has I feel like a movement, a, a bit of movement toward maybe, just maybe there's a chance that this might get the Best Picture Oscar. I would love to see it. If I could get like 10 to 15 to 1 odds on that, I think that I would put, I might put a 20 on it just to see, you know, just to see what I can do. But um, yeah, Mad Max Fury Road. And then when you factor in the fact that George Miller, the director, is 71 years old. Dude is 71 years old. And he's out in the desert flipping cars. It's just, just amazing, awe-inspiring, just everything you could ever want. Movie of the year, Mad Max Fury Road. Let's throw out a few um, a few um, movies that had some consideration but didn't quite get all the way there. There is um, 
Black Mass with Johnny Depp. We saw that. That movie was tremendous. The story of Whitey Bulger, the gangster. I think that was his name. Great stuff there. And then there was Sicario with Emily Blunt. That one just about made it. That movie was great, too. She's awesome in it. Um, It's a movie about her fighting the Mexican drug cartels. Loved it. And then uh, Ex Machina. That movie didn't quite make the list either. But any other year it could have. But also, I'm the kind of dude who goes for the popcorn movie. And... I'm just, you know, I'm going to pick the big fun over the big, big think piece. That's just me. That's just what I'm into. Um, there's enough thinking and sadness in real life. When I go sit around in the movies, I want to chomp some popcorn and some M&Ms, watch some dudes go out in the desert and flip some cars. And uh, let's not forget The Martian. That movie was awesome as well. And what was it called? Uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I thought that was really neat too. I had a lot, a lot, a lot of fun at Rogue Nation, but... Oh yeah, don't forget Gem of the Holograms. I want to mention that as being not as bad as people are going to peg it. I wonder I wonder if this movie will be remembered as an all-time bad flick or if they are just going to um, kind of wipe it out of existence. Just pretend that there wasn't a Gem in the Holograms movie in the first place and try to avoid what some have thought is an embarrassing project. But I myself, I thought it was okay. What was, what was the worst movie I saw this year? Hands down, it was M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit. Um, that was the only one that we went to see that we walked out on. It, it's one of those deals where it's like the guy, the character is supposed to be holding the camera and it's all shaky. And man, he gave me a headache, gave the old lady a headache. And plus the people in it were annoying. So we just said, we're out and we bounced. But 2015, great year for movies. Um, when things start pairing on DVD, check them out, man. Check out everything I've recommended here if you have not already. But now it's time to go into the final segment of the show, what is known as the Toys R Us Report. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us Report. Check it out to the break of dawn. This is the Toys R Us Report. Please consider becoming a show patron. You can check all that info out by going to supportthereport.com. It's all there, and we provide some neat, neat items for uh, helping us out. Anyway, also make sure to go to virtualdirtmall.com. That is the IC Robot Superstore. That's where all my cool eBay stuff is. There is all sorts of fun stuff, and that is one way that you can help keep us in operation, and you get something out of it, man. You go over there, see what we got, maybe consider buying something, and then, you know, you help us out, and you also get something, too. So... Let's see, let's see, what was going on over at the TRU when we dropped in? We went in, I don't even know, we were on that side of town, it was the day after Christmas, the 26th, decided to hop in, see what the wreckage was like, and there was a line out the door of people returning stuff. I remember that feeling when you're a kid and you get something from a distant relative that you're not really so, uh, that you don't really know so well, and they get you something that you might not want, but they include a gift receipt, so you, um, you, it's Christmas, you need something, and you feel like every single thing you got should be good, and you just want to go down and return that clunky gift, it's just, I remember how important that seemed, and this year, there were a lot of people who could convince their parents to take them down, and, um, we went in, we looked around, the store was really, really bombed out, man. Just 
bombed out and depleted. The whole place was it was it was beat to death, man. The figures were strewn all over the place. Those big Darth Vader, big storm is it big Kylo Ren? Anyway, the big stormtroopers, the big ninja turtles were knocked over. It was Man, it looked as if there was a riot. And who knows, maybe um, in the days leading up to it, there might have been. I really I really feel for the retail clerks who have to clean up after us. And I think we should all remember to do our best to return our figures to the pegs when we're at the store. Don't just be taking stuff, dropping it anywhere you want. You know, be a good boy, put it back on the peg, help somebody out. Um... What did I see that was new? I saw some Muppet Mini-Mates. I got some pictures of the Muppet Mini-Mates. Those are available over on icrobots.com. Did you hear that? There was a cha-ching. That means some generous person has gone and purchased something from virtualdirtmall.com. Thanks. Thanks a bunch. Thanks. I appreciate it. What else did we see? Um, There were Rocky Horror Picture Show reaction figures. I've seen pictures of these coming up. Hold on one sec. We got another Ching. We're going to see what's going on over on the phone. It was it was actually two trucker hats. Two Volcom trucker hats that I got somewhere or another. Um, thanks if you are the one who bought those. I really appreciate that. I will do my best to get those Volcom hats out to you on Monday. The mailman's already come through. So uh, it's Saturday right now. Um, the mailman's already come by, so I will do my best to get them out to you on Monday. I will do better than my best. I will guarantee that they get out to you. So I don't know, my guys. That was what we saw. What was that? what was the last thing I said? Oh yes, the Rocky Horror Picture Show mini mates. We saw them. I didn't get a picture. I don't know why I didn't. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm not that guy. Uh, I have to also admit that I've never really seen it, but it doesn't it doesn't appear appealing to me. I'm just not into it. So. I don't know, but if you are the Mini Mates for it or right down at the Toys R Us, you can go get those. Did I say Mini Mates? What I meant to say was reaction figures. The reactions for those guys are there. Just go pick them up. Go scoop them up. Aside from that, I don't know, man. What I think is, I think that Star Wars was the big winner for Christmas. The Star Wars aisle was just ransacked. I wanted to go, after seeing the movie, I was thinking when we stopped in, I'd see if I could find a Ray figure or something, maybe a BB-8 to put on my desk, but man, you couldn't find anything. The whole place, it was just like a vacuum cleaner went through and sucked every toy out. It was some stuff thrown around on the ground, like the micro machines, you know, the vehicles. I don't know who makes them, you know, the the metal vehicles and stuff. There was some of that, some like Hot Wheels that were branded with characters on the side, but no figures. Maybe the, the, the um, what's his face? Maybe a few fins. Maybe a few fins sitting around, but man, not a whole lot. Um, finally, he's not the Black Stormtrooper guy. He is now Finn, which is awesome. It's awesome that we found out who these guys were. He, did, you know, Finn was really great in the movie. He he is a funny guy. That um, the uh, Boyega fella. That fella has some. He has some kind of personality on him. I've seen him interviewed a few times since, and he he can really carry himself well. I think that dude is gonna um. I think that guy's going places. I think they're going to put a rocket on his back, send him up to the stars. So, I don't know. That's about it. That's about it. That's about that. Um, we're going to get up out of here. This is the end of the Toys R Us report. This is me, Icy Robots. This is episode number 62 for me, Iceberg13, Anton, Melissa. Let's send a big shout out to our boy, Matt Daly, the uh, latest fellow to help us out with some greenbacks over at supportthereport.com. So, we got to give a big shout Big shout to Matt Daly. Got to give a big shout to Daisy Ridley. Daisy, if you're listening, 
Big shout out to you and your marvelous teeth. This is me, Icy Robot, signing off. Toys R Us report number 62. If you don't know, well, now you know. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production.